Hi everyone and welcome to your horoscope for the week of August the 2nd, 2021. We have a really active sky playing out all throughout the week, but I think that you heard this sentence every single week in the year 2021 and basically that's how the whole of the year is very active, very chaotic, full of surprises, twists, turns of events, many times it feels that it's totally under our control but this is the signature of the year 2021 and this is why it's so very special and you know it's really full of opportunities but it takes until the very end of the year for us to actually be able to identify in a very very clear manner all those opportunities that are being offered to us and needless to say that there is a very strong karmic nuance to the year. We had a really powerful Gemini solar eclipse, so that definitely transforms our whole mindset. And that can be extremely painful, so don't get me wrong. But the blessings and the life-changing, for the better of course, nuance of that energy cannot be ignored. And at the very end of the year, we have a solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So our higher thinking and everything that has to do with our faith also transforms in the most positive way. But no eclipse energy is easy. It's never ever pleasant. So it is what it is, but it's definitely a massive change for the better. And it is perhaps this week that it's going to reflect one of those moments when all the tension, all the stress, everything that we endured from the very beginning of the year, even going back to December 2020, up until this present moment, is going to give us an option, an opportunity, or at least a mean to do something with that tension, to use it. For example, alchemically, where it just transforms our mindset, it transforms our value systems. That is something which all of us can expect. But it can also very well transform our relationships, who it is that we resonate with and who it is that we don't. And that's almost like opening a new door of how we are going to live our lives in the close future, but also the distant future. A lot of us experienced unexpected end of certain relationships, perhaps relationship as in like friendship, connections, alliances, business partners, whatever the nature, that people who have been always in our lives, and maybe both us and also those people taken each other for granted one way or another and many of those relationships just ended and you know a lot of us actually before we accepted the termination the end that the relationship changed in a way which is no longer useful for our lives or their lives we actually tried our hardest to fight for those relationships to fix them to understand them to you know, be okay, and we failed, but it is exactly those failures which are pure alchemical gold, because life just showed us that when we no longer resonate with someone's ideals, 
and that someone can also be society, a group of people, a company, not necessarily just an individual person, but when the ideals, the principles and what they embody and what we embody doesn't resonate, well, the bridge not just energetically, informationally and psychologically collapses, but also karmically. So there are some karmic relationships which we don't really have to sever ourselves because it happens automatically. And the year 2021 was very relevant in that sense. But where I'm going with this is, all of that means a lot of loss, material loss, loss of love, loss of pleasure, loss of uh, security, feeling lonely, not being understood by other people. And, you know, when we lose connections, relationships, our material lives, our social lives, and including our spiritual lives, change profoundly. And up until this point, we might have experienced the downside of this energy because we had to process it. We had to accept it. But perhaps it is this week and the weeks to follow which will show us all the light at the end of the tunnel the big picture and the main reason why we suffered so many losses, changes and transformations. And I repeat, most of these were not under our control. Let's go back to the year 2019 and 2020. Those years were profoundly transformational and, you know, changing as well. A lot of endings took place. But the difference was that we kind of felt divinely guided so a lot of terminations and endings were actually catalyzed or promoted by us personally. So it was like 50-50. Half of it was somewhat under our control and we had a word to say, an influence. Half of it was of course fated or totally outside our control. But that still gave us at least a little bit of balance. But 2021 was way extreme because so many things just started either falling into place in, on their own accord or falling apart in a very chaotic manner and even those things which actually fell into place might not have necessarily liked it enjoyed it or agreed with it but it just was what it was and again the reason why i'm going back to the past and recalling everything that happened until this present moment is because this week has a very strong potential for us to achieve that state of clarity where we can truly see the big picture and when we see the big picture that means that we're not as afraid and as frightened of the unknown and mysterious future which still is totally outside of our control but this might be one of those weeks when we learn that even chaos itself can be somewhat trusted. When the divine is truly alive in our hearts, then chaos is not really gonna hurt us. Chaos can be perceived like a very aggressive dog who can basically smell fear from kilometers away. So, of course, you kind of know that when you approach the dog, it's not gonna be very friendly. And if you're stupid enough to get way too close, you also know what's gonna happen. 
Yet, if there is no fear in your heart, then you might be surprised that the dog either ignores you or it's actually very friendly because that's also part of a possible reaction that a dog can have. So chaos is basically the same thing. It is like an uncontrollable, wild force which doesn't react or listen to any outside influence but what it does to us and how it kind of reacts to us the moment when we confront with it, the moment it's already in our lives or in our hearts, in our minds, whatever that makes all the difference but as we go along the horoscope you are going to understand what I mean by this exactly so at the very beginning of the week we start with a really powerful conjunction even though it's a very common aspect that happens several times every year the sun and mercury meet in the sky yet this time the sun is in its home sign of leo so it is extremely powerful it is extremely luminous it is a very passionate heart-based energy and when the sun is in this part of the sky its home sign of leo its creational aspect is greatly emphasized. And of course, Mercury is the planet of the mind, so that means that we will naturally find it much easier to live, make choices, even think, if this makes sense, from a heart space. There are astrologers who think that whenever the Sun and Mercury meet in the sky, Mercury combusts a little bit, so that can make it aggressive when the sun is this powerful being in its home sign well that aggressiveness and assertion can play out much more directly so to speak yet it really depends on what we have in our hearts because if it's full of anger frustration and you know all the not so pleasant expressions of passion of course, it can give way to harsh words, angry words, strong words, especially those which are a little bit susceptible to misunderstanding. But at the same time, at least we know what's in our heart without a shadow of doubt, and that is an extremely useful energy. And this also has a balancing out, because at the beginning of the week, this Sun and Mercury conjunction are opposing Saturn in the sky. Saturn is also extremely powerful being in its home sign of Aquarius. And Aquarius is all about the mind and the higher thinking, intelligence, basically the head, what is rational, logical, who it is that we are in our mind, in our thoughts. And in this case, the limiting power of Saturn is actually a very welcome energy because it's like a reality check. The sun being as strong in the sign of Leo, well, this is not going to play out as Saturn totally eclipsing the symbolism of the sun, like self-expression, even ego, our creativity, our inner child, our passions and the joy of life, joy of living. But what it can do is always provide a reality check that our passions and what is in our hearts you know, has to respect 
how things are either in our own lives or, you know, socially, collectively, the country or community that we live in. Or how our social circles are, what connections we have. So Saturn in Aquarius can also be like a very down-to-earth reality check that basically this is what you have in your life, this is what you have to work with. And if you respect that, as in that is reality, so you cannot do something which goes totally against it, especially if you don't have the power to enforce your will, if this makes sense. So this is basically like a balance between the mind and the heart, where of course that Saturn can also represent all of the lessons that we were taught ever since it entered the sign of Aquarius in December 2020. And even though this Sun and Mercury conjunction in Leo could very well take us overboard, it can make us believe extremely strongly in our desires, in our sense of self-worth, for example. It can make us very, very overconfident in a foolish and extremely bold way. And it's exactly that the Saturn stops us and, you know, the reality check that, okay, it's absolutely fine what you love and how passionate you are and all the desires and needs that you have in your life, but respect all of the lessons that you have been taught. Like, let me just give you a very practical example. I am a person who really loves nature, who loves the forest especially, and think about it, how beautiful, recharging, refreshing, spiritually significant it would be for me to go out and spend a day in the forest, you know, hugging trees or whatever. And that is guaranteed to recharge my batteries and really significantly uplift me. But at the same time, there's Saturn in Aquarius. I know very well that we have a bare problem where they just overpopulated and it is against the law to shoot them or harm them in any way. So there's nothing anyone can do. So the chances are much higher for me to get killed than to survive and nothing bad to happen when I go out in the forest. And I also know that no one will be able to help. I'm dead. So this is where I have to apply ration and things that will not be any different regardless if there's a big divine intervention to save me. So basically I would be extremely foolish and suicidal to follow the passion of my and the desire of my heart. So you know the sun in Leo might inspire me to go out in nature because that's what I love. But I will have to make the compromise that the local park or, you know, anything green, which is safe and a bear cannot get there because it's way too in the city. Well, that will have to do even if I don't like the people, even if I don't like the noise. And this example can be applied to every single area of life. What are you very, very passionate about right now? What is your heart telling you nonstop? What are you really, really urged to do or create or express? You know, depends on where Leo is in your personal chart. So doing that, of course, is a good idea, but also take into consideration Saturn and Aquarius. The modus operandi 
if there is some kind of risk attached to it, how can you make it very, very minimal? What is wise? What is diligent? What is truly advised and what is not? Now, Saturn is not really the only power player who is a little bit aggressive towards the Sun and Mercury. We also have Uranus. So this means a T-square. And this might make it a little bit, let's say, complicated because Uranus and Sun square, well, yes, it means surprises. It means the unexpected. It means perhaps news, communication, truth, information reaching you in an unexpected manner or it causes surprises, shocks, etc. Or maybe you get into unusual circumstances where you just have to use your ingenuity or spontaneity to get out of it or make something with that situation that is one side of this energy but the other side of this energy especially the internal one is well that Uranus just keeps some pumping ideas into your mind and these ideas might be very futuristic unusual they might be even a little bit extreme extravagant they might really really necessitate for you to not just get out of your comfort zone but to take a massive risk or leap of faith and with the sun in its home sign of Leo, well, you can imagine that this is where chances are we are not going to be as intimidated by that new, by the extreme ideas that this Uranus might inspire us to act upon. This is where we are actually quite susceptible to execute them because the sun in Leo also equals courage. And just a few days ago, Mars was in that part of the sky as well. And Mars and Leo really, really prepared us to be courageous, to act, to express ourselves, to fight for what we believe in. So that was like a moment which activated this part of the sky even before the sun entered here. So this Leo kind of the, the oven of the heart, symbolically speaking, is really, really scorching right now. It is hot. And when we have a lot of courage or self-confidence or just believe in ourselves or are extremely immersed into the heart space, well, you can imagine that we are way more susceptible to actually act upon the Uranian kind of inspiration because we might be way more afraid of stagnation, inaction, and just even going with the flow than to try our hardest to at least do something to change our situations or enable the desires that are within our hearts. All of this energy, the Uranus, Saturn, and then Sun conjunct Mercury T-square is gonna be really activated and do something really, really significant and important at the very end of the week on the 8th of August so that's Lion's Gate and a really strong and special new moon in the sign of Leo. What a synchronicity and coincidence. And that is going to be a moment without a shadow of a doubt when this Uranus and Sun square will lead us to some kind of personal breakthrough. But I'll speak about this in more detail as we reach the end of the horoscope. 
Now the next energy which I would like to speak about is of course Mars. Because yes, we have all this inspiration, we have all these ideas, epiphanies, and that sense of great urgency that even taking risks or getting totally out of our comfort zones is much more worth it than just stagnating. But this is where an action does require Mars to be in the picture. And right now, and of course all throughout next week, Mars is going to be in a place in the sky where it's perhaps not able to bring forward its fiery, sovereign, Martian qualities, but it is rather forced to do things logically, rationally, in a safe and sound way. And this Mars is a little bit incompatible with the risk-taking expression of the Sun in Leo squaring Uranus. But that is actually a really good energetic balance. An overburdened Mars in this case is actually a good thing because it's more responsible, more diligent, way more careful of which action it takes and what it does, how it manifests its symbolism. Because in the sign of Virgo, well, Mars has to solve the problem, if you know what I mean. And when solution to a problem involves a little bit of patience, meticulosity, and being grounded, of course, in, you know, down-to-earth matters, even if it's not very comfortable, it knows that it needs to solve the problem so it will endure and it will actually work in a very cooperative way. And, of course, Mars holds an outer sign opposition with Jupiter, and Jupiter is the planet of expansion. And the most positive side of this energy can represent that even if the work or effort or whatever it is that we need to invest in finding solutions to our most urgent problems might be very soliciting, you know, energy-wise, physical energy, stamina, vitality, mental energy, intellectual energy. It might be very well the case that we have to kind of alchemize our higher energies, if this makes sense, and turn them into physical vital energy so that we have that physical strength or endurance or the motivation to keep on persisting with working on solutions or trying to find solutions, come up with solutions, etc. And this Jupiter can just pump a little bit of faith, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, even if that is just a psychological and spiritual energy, but it can still motivate this Mars to keep on trying its hardest. But of course, the negative side of this energy is try hard. It is overdoing it. It is not knowing when to stop, obsessively just trying to get to that breakthrough moment. And you know, when fate isn't cooperative with us, then we might think that if we invest all of the power that we have into it, it will still have to turn out to be some kind of success or progress. But this is also where the devil is in the details. No matter how ambitious or try-hard we are, certain 
details, certain apparently insignificant elements which do make up the big picture and which do contribute to a favorable outcome. Not everything depends on us and we simply do not have power over everything. But if we just try and try and try way too hard, it will exhaust us, it will burn us out and so we need to find balance. Ambition is very important, determination and faith, of course, but when to take a break or when to simply tune down a little bit is also equally important because the sign of Virgo and the energy of Virgo works very well in a balanced and adaptable way. It really doesn't like just one setup, if this makes sense. And at the same time, we have Venus in this part of the sky as well. She is not comfortable in Virgo either. But this Venusian discomfort, if this makes sense, is actually a very welcome energy right now. Because on one hand, Venus will, especially towards the end of the week, oppose Neptune. And these two planets, Venus and Neptune, are each other's octaves. Venus is the lower octave, Neptune is the higher octave. And out of these two planets, it is Neptune who has the strongest energy. And this can be good for a number of different things, like detox, the necessity to take care of your physical body, your physical self, the food that you eat, the routines that you have every day in your lives. This inspires for us to reach a very healthy balance. And if we have anything excessive in our lives, which might take away, for example, our freedom, psychologically because it could be an addiction it could be just a routine which just imprinted itself into our brains into our minds and we don't see how burdening that is this opposition with neptune can inspire us to release to let go to make smaller changes to for us to actively seek our greater well-being and even physical balance each and every day in our lives and in each moment. Virgo is the energy of the now, of the present. It can also be a very powerful psychological balance where, you know, we are reminded of how much of our time, energy, resources do we sacrifice for the well-being of other people and how much do we invest towards our own well-being as in, who do we serve? Do we excessively serve the self? Or do we excessively serve another person? Our job, our work, you know, when we offer a service. And Neptune, of course, is divine inspiration. So we need to find a balance which works for us personally. And where our souls, Neptune, feel comfortable. But in order for us to be able to truly understand what our own personal comfort is, we need a lot of and profound self-knowledge because some people are genuinely comfortable when they serve themselves more and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that because that just means self-sufficiency. While other people simply cannot find their peace, cannot find comfort if they don't do something important for the lives of other people. Basically, you just have to find a balance. 
which works for you personally and it basically gives you a sense that you are actually comfortable and more than okay with how your life plays out every single day may that mean routine may that mean your health your habits etc and this is where that neptune can also represent that any kind of spiritual practice like the simplest prayer or just lighting a candle and taking some time to connect to yourself or meditation yoga anything that has to do with spirituality or any expression of the soul is actually quite beneficial very very healing inspirational and that that peace which it offers even if it's just an hour a day half an hour a day 15 minutes a day it matters a lot and at the end of the day perhaps the highest philosophical expression of this energy is that the divine created this in such a way where our happiness and our joy and well-being by nature by our human natures doesn't really depend on other people it doesn't really depend on almost anything or anyone it just depends on how we choose to perceive reality and how we integrate our highest perceptions into our everyday lives so it basically what we make with our lives in the now and venus also holds a very harmonious conversation with uranus and there is already a very strong synergy between these two planets because venus is the ruling planet of the sign that uranus speaks from taurus and this can be all kind of very pleasant beautiful unexpected surprises delights both of these planets are in earth signs so it can be something material something very down to earth it can be for example the least material expression like a really good idea an inspiration or some kind of brainstorming that someone just inspires you and you can turn it into a material blessing for example but it can also be gifts help present recognition someone sometimes even a total stranger coming to your help coming to your aid an unexpected and big blessing can source out of the work that you do maybe the help in the form of a favor or just any kind of solidarity that you might offer another person and that might help them so very much that it will just turn into a blessing and for both of your lives this energy is also really good from a romantic perspective you can meet someone who might simply shock you in the most positive sense possible a very unusual person or a person or a type of person better said who you might never ever think that you're compatible with or it can also be someone who you never ever suspected that has feelings for you and they just show it out of the blue it is also very positive psychological energy someone or something reflects your self-worth it reflects how valuable you are how beautiful you are how appreciated you truly are and last but not least this is also really positive energy 
for anything that has to do with work, with activities, even professionally, even the classic sense of work, opportunities or any kind of pleasant surprises, advantages might arrive, like an opening for a new position, a restructuring of the hierarchical ladder of the company which favors you, a very positive feedback from a client, a customer, or anything of this nature that can truly advantage you, a gesture of recognition, and at the same time, you know, this is really, really good for anyone who is looking for a job, who is looking for a means to, let's say, make money with their skills, with whatever they have to offer, a service that they can perform. And this is where Uranus, it might just find you and not the other way around. And even if, you know, Uranus does involve that it is not the usual expression of what you would expect, there is something unique, something unusual about this opportunity or this offer, but embracing it might really, really solve a big need in your life, for example, job and livelihood and income. Now, also at the end of the week, Venus holds the same type of conversation, a trine with Pluto. Now, this energy is a little bit unusual because it might involve some kind of compromise. It might involve some kind of strong influence, so to speak. It can also be a fated energy where that Pluto can be a symbol of divine timing, alignment, when something just comes together. But we must also take into consideration that Pluto has a very tempting, very alluring expression to it, especially when it's in a conversation of supreme harmony. So Pluto and Venus usually mean attraction, the power of attraction. For example, Venus, your physical beauty or something valuable, beautiful, attractive, alluring about you, gets you all the right kind of attention. Pluto in Capricorn can also be like a highly influential person, a very rich person, a wealthy and powerful person, regardless in which sense, you know, you attract their attention and of course they're gonna want to form any kind of connection or relationship with you. And this can be very, very beneficial, rewarding, prosperous. And even though maybe materially speaking, it might be unconditional in the sense that whatever this blessing is, they might not ask absolutely anything in return. It is just like a gift, a present, an unconditional help where that person or whatever that Pluto in Capricorn might symbolize just wants to basically impress you and give you the message that they feel this way about you, they respect you, find you beautiful, find you valuable, etc. But this is where Venus also opposes Neptune, so it's up to your own morality and what your soul tells you, whether you accept this help or what you make of it. Pluto is the planet of alchemy, so you also have to transmute this into something that works for you. But perhaps it is the material unconditionality 
which makes it a blessing, which makes it so easy. All you have to say is yes, I accept, and that's about it. Like, let me just give you a, an example where it's not very personal. Pluto in the sign of Capricorn, so it can represent a company where you work, where your career plays out. And Pluto is the planet of transformation, and sometimes that means an ending. Maybe someone quit, or someone even passed on, because, you know, it happens. And there is an opening, a position, a much better position than you would ever imagine because of that person left or whatever happened and that position is being offered to you. And this is where you have to decide for yourself. Do you want to take on that person's responsibilities and duties, the position of course, where you accept the benefits and the responsibility as well or do you just want to stay as things are in the present moment or let me give you a totally different kind of example you really want to move up the ladder you want to evolve let's say professionally but there is no opening there is no possibility in the present moment but because you were such a really valuable worker like work ethic or the work that you do the quality whatever a manager, a superior, that Pluto just says, oh, don't worry, I'll just handle it, just leave it to me. I'll make your advancement happen and just don't care about how. <laughs> I do believe the best way you can adapt this into your own life is simply by taking a look at its deeper philosophical meaning, which is Venus in Virgo. What you seek, what you need, also seeks you and needs you and that can create a moment of alignment, especially that Venus will hold the trine with Uranus as well at the beginning of the week. So that may, may very well play out in a very invisible way where it's just a quantum alignment and then the jackpot, how it actually enters your life, plays out at the end of the week when it will start to hold this trine with Pluto. But of course, none of these trines that Venus holds is like a very big life-changing, destiny-changing energy because Venus basically forms these conversations every single year. But maybe it is this year that it's the luckiest for you personally, so you can never ever know, especially with Uranus in the picture, it is surprise. And before I get into the analysis of the most important celestial event that is going to be a predominant force next week, the new moon and Leo, I would just like to mention that exactly at the time of the new moon, Mercury will hold a quincunx with uh, Pluto and Neptune. And both of these planets has so much to do with psychology. They have much to do with the spiritual with the supernatural so to speak and the quincunx is an energy which is extremely unusual and the downside of this is of course the misinterpretation of something that you say something that you express which might lead you to uncomfortable or even awkward situations but there can also be a blessing in this where that neptune can be some kind of divine inspiration some kind of very unusual, divinely inspired 
idea or maybe dream or anything which can actually turn into something very, very beneficial. And it has to do with what you speak, what you think, what you write, what you communicate. It can also be a kind of unexpected good news which you might not perceive as good news straight away. You might have to think a little bit to identify the big opportunity, what's in it hidden. Or let's say Pluto, something which was a loss or something which you already symbolically buried, accepted that it's over, surprisingly returns or a ramification of that returns into your life and you can turn it into a massive blessing. But with any Mercury hard aspect, especially in the sign of Leo, where it's impulsive and, you know, it comes from the heart, it comes from emotion, it comes from instinct almost. Be very careful what you say and speak. Try your hardest to think it through first, as in what kind of consequences your words may have. Because also at the time of that new moon, Mercury is going to be holding a trine with Eris from Aries, goddess of discord, and she is an extremely rebellious energy. So this is the inspiration to be bold, to be honest, brutally honest even, to be frank, to defend your position, to act and most importantly speak from a place of real self-esteem and respect for yourself. And if, if this is truly used in a wise way, it can be a really positive influence because, you know, people do appreciate honesty. Even if that honesty may disadvantage them personally, but at least you had the courage and the dignity to just express how you truly think and feel or what your truth is, and they find it that much easier to respect it, especially if it's not spoken in a very aggressive way. You just stand your ground firmly and act from a place of self-respect. But self-respect ultimately equals respect for another person because you wouldn't really mind if that person would have the very same position and attitude as you would. So that is already a very harmonious energy, even though if it's a little bit rebellious, if it's a little bit assertive and perhaps chaotic because this conversation might be very, very spontaneous. And let me just give you a very practical example. You have a job interview and you might not really have relevant experience with that, but it just sparks your imagination and your passion. You might think to yourself that this job, especially after you learn it, especially after you start doing it, might be really good for the person who you are. So it kind of inspires you in a certain way and you go to the job interview and instead of, you know, being deceptive, hiding your inexperience and hiding the fact that it's actually your passion, your curiosity that makes you compatible with that position or job and not necessarily your knowledge and experience and all of that. And you are really honest about this. You just tell the employer that even though you don't have real experience, 
you find that very, very fascinating and you would really like to learn and you truly feel that you are more than capable to offer the best and highest quality service or whatever that is once you get into it. And they might say, well, this is exactly the kind of person who I was looking for. The passion and the interest may be much more important to our company or me than an experience or whatever, so you're hired. But this can also be true vice versa, where you might not be very passionate about it, but you have so much experience and skill and you just go to the employer and tell them, look, I can do this even with my eyes closed. So if you hire me, you really don't have to invest anything in my training, in courses, studies, etc. You can just simply put me out there and I'll be more than okay. But please don't expect me to be part of that team building stuff and the parties and, you know, everything that employers and companies kind of do to inspire their workers and to keep the team together. You just tell them that, honestly, you're not that type of person and you already had so much experience. So if they just leave you out and let you do your job because you're really good and skilled at it and you have so much experience, it's really a very good investment. And they'll just say, well, okay, experience is experience, you're hired. So, you know, honesty can actually get you a very long way. Of course, not always, but I do believe that this is the kind of energy which does favor like that brutal honesty, but uh, again, I must say not in an offensive way, not in an arrogant way, not in a very selfish and overly self-confident way, because that is self-defeating under this sky. Let's get to the highlight of this week, which is this new moon in the sign of Leo, which takes place on the 8th of August, so Lion's Gate, at 16 degrees and 14 minutes of the sign of Leo. So depending on where this falls in your personal chart, in that area of life, you might experience a rather unexpected, surprising, not very easy, of course, new beginning or something which will guide you to a new beginning, something fresh, something new, that can be quite life-changing. This Leo new moon speaks in a conversation of tension with Saturn and Uranus, so it holds a T-square while opposing Saturn, but this is where it is Uranus who is the most dominant and influential power player because Saturn just barely, barely holds the opposition. Its influence is much, much weaker. And what this means is you were taught all these very strong lessons ever since the beginning of the year. You know, this very powerful reality check about what your own personal limits are, what the social limits are, what is real, what is not real, what resonates, what doesn't resonate, your own morality, your own standards. And because Saturn is retrograde in the present moment, it is really up to you to decide. So, as I said, Aquarius and Saturn in it is the head, it is the logic, it is rationality. 
while Leo is the heart and we have the moon and sun conjunct here as in a new moon so this is very 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 heart centered and as I said the opposition to Saturn is not very exact so that energy is not very influential but the square to Uranus is very tight it's only two degrees orb so this is definitely an inspiration of courage bravery we do need to take some kind of risk we do need to leave our comfort zone we do need to act on impulse in order for that wonderful new beginning to enter our lives or at least for us to find the means opportunities chances in order to have a new beginning but also we must not ignore the fact that this is a square uranus loves risk uranus is all about risk unexpected doing the unusual doing that which apparently might not even be very logical leo is also courage self-confidence the sun its ruling planet in it makes it that much more courageous that much more ready to take action so it is really up to us to create the healthy balance now this as i said this energy does require some risk but if that risk goes against like logic it goes against our life experience if it goes against honor dignity everything that that saturn represents in the sign of aquarius well then it's ultimately self-defeating but if there is a real chance of success and breakthrough within that risk and the risk is not self-defeating it is not like a big leap of faith but just something that is definitely worth a try it can lead to all of the right places let me just give some examples for you to understand better what a risk or what a more courageous leap of faith so to speak might play out as in a very practical manner well uranus can represent an epiphany an idea a vision a very unusual or a very very individualistic plan a eureka moment one of those moments when the light bulb just comes on and acting on it, trying to accomplish it, trying to work with it might only require a kind of sacrifice or risk which you are more than able to support regardless of how it plays out but it can also be an offer, it can also be an opportunity for an investment it can also be something that you create, that you do, that you maybe speak that maybe you express and it can lead to unexpectedly positive outcomes and the good thing with this Uranus even if the risk that you take the investment that you sacrifice doesn't play out in the rational way maybe what you intended to do fails as in the risk fails it can still lead in an unexpected manner to something really really big which apparently might not have had anything to do with your original idea 
Now, going back to the example of the job interview, again, the same scenario, you go and you're honest and the manager or the recruiter just tells you, well, I must be honest, you are not compatible with this role. However, would you like to try this and that because you're the best person for that? And we're also looking for a person for that kind of role. So what you intended failed, but it opened up an unexpected door to something, let's say, infinitely better. Or let me give you another example. Leo has so very much to do with love, passion, even romance, falling in love. And, you know, this Uranus can represent the unexpected. So maybe you make a profile on a dating site. And your expectations are, you know, for a lot of people to message you and at the end of the day, no one is compatible. So that is part of the deal, so to speak. But perhaps amongst one of those messages, you find that there is a person who you actually knew and is part of your past, but you never had any idea that they had any interest in you. And maybe you even had a crush on them. And that connection between you two never ever got to a moment of confrontation or of truth that you do have interest in one another and this can actually start a new love story but of course this is just an example don't do this i'm not saying that if you make a profile on a dating site someone will find you this is just for example to see how a random action or a small risk that you take can turn into something unexpectedly positive. And Leo can also represent self-expression, creativity. So let me give you another example based on that. Let's say that you're an artist and you're simply out of inspiration. You lost your spark, you lost your mojo, so to speak but you really, really want to create something unusual, either because, you know, your finances kind of depend on it, Uranus in the sign of Taurus, or you just feel the need that, well, you have to have something big and unusual and deeply artistic in your repertoire as an artist. And because, you know, you're thinking, you're contemplating, you're trying to come up with something, you might have a conversation with a friend of yours who is not at all in an artistic field, doesn't know anything about arts, and that person just randomly tells you a suggestion, a random idea of, you know, like almost like a mental diarrhea they, they have in that moment. And based on what they say, something clicks inside of you and you come up with the idea and the idea gets on fire, Leo, passion. And very soon you come up with a masterpiece which you're gonna look at and say, wow, I can't believe that I did this. This is just genius. Or another artistic example. Let's say that you already have a masterpiece, but one which is so, let's say, personal for you that you never ever wanted to sell it. But because, you know, you're in a Centaurus, money's running out, or you need something important in your life, Leo can represent 
our desires and that can sometimes even be like earthly material desire and you have this idea well I'm gonna actually try and sell this creation of mine which is very valuable especially sentimentally for me because no whatever the reason is but the way I'm gonna proceed is I'm gonna put a ridiculously high price on it and this way I'm in a way protecting it from, from reaching the wrong hands but if by you know a miracle anyone stupid or crazy enough to offer me the kind of money that I ask for it well of course I'm gonna let it go because it will make a dream of mine come true and you try this and to your surprise either someone will just offer you that money and it will just blow your mind or maybe even if someone doesn't want to buy that painting of yours they will offer you like a collaboration or anything which opens a massive door for you because they will naturally see the skill, the talent and the value of your creation and creativity. This can also be perfectly valid with any kind of investment because Taurus is money, value, investing into something which can turn prosperous, which can become like a material security in our lives. And it does require some kind of sacrifice and a risk, meaning that you must know that your investment might just be lost. So of course you're not going to invest everything that you have, everything that you own, only what you're okay with to lose. And this is where you have to kind of evaluate this. This is where you have to use your own mental Uranus if this makes sense. Because if you invest something insignificant and it's not even a minor sacrifice for you, well then chances are it's not going to turn into anything. Or if it does, it's going to turn into something just as minor as the effort that you made. But if the sacrifice or risk is significant enough to actually be able to turn into a jackpot of any kind but it won't ruin you it won't like ruin your life if it's lost that is the kind of balance that you must reach and everything that has to do with like bitcoin futuristic energies anything that has to do with technology anything that has to do with Beauty as in art perhaps, but in a unusual manner, so it's not classical, it's not traditional, quite the opposite of this. Or for example, if it's like taking a loan from a bank or from an institution in order to start a business or a very ingenious idea that you have, and that idea has to be like something unique, something like no one else did yet in the world perhaps or in your community or you know whatever your business idea is or even if someone already done it not in a way that you are gonna do it so for that you might need a little bit of a loan or something like that but this is where you have to decide that that loan can be lost so you're not going to take a loan which will terminate you, ruin your life for, forever. 
but something that you can actually afford to lose if things don't go according to plan. And most importantly, Saturn in the sign of Aquarius, the opposition is very faint as I said, but that just means that you are the judge. Your rationality, your logic has to be the ultimate judge of what can work and what is like so fantasistic or so extreme that it cannot work. Like, for example, if it's a business, well, it has to be something which people are ready to embrace. If it's something so extreme that no one except a genius might understand what it is or what the value in it is and etc. Well, you can imagine that that is not encouraged at all. And that is where your Saturn, your life experience and your rational approach has to be the judge. And last but not least, Leo also rules children, the inner child, but also children in a literal sense, your children. So this energy especially if we add Venus conversing harmoniously with Pluto to the picture, even though it has nothing to do with the new moon itself, it can still play out for some people as surprise pregnancy, as becoming a parent, but in a way that maybe it's not planned, it is spontaneous, random. And last but not least, for a very few individuals out there, well, a new moon in Leo ultimately can also represent that you become a public figure or you become a very influential person. Maybe not necessarily uh, like a star or like a VIP. It could just be that something that you do professionally or with a skill, talents like creativity, self-expression surprisingly what you do in one way or another as i said uranus cannot be anticipated you become visible on the public stage to the public eye and that draws appreciation attraction and you know even wealth and some kind of fame pluto now before i close this horoscope i would just like to mention a not so favorable expression of these energies that's playing out in the sky this week especially from a collective perspective mars in the sign of virgo amplified by a jupiter expanded by a jupiter an outer sign opposition can represent a new series of infections because the sign of virgo has to do with microbiology it is the biosphere, it's the living part of nature, and, you know, microorganisms. So Jupiter expands it, and this can represent either a new virus, a new kind of disease, new kind of infection, or a very unfavorable evolution, even mutation of the coronavirus. Because, you know, Venus is opposed by Neptune from the third deacon of Pisces, that is immune system problems. And Pisces can also represent hospitals, etc. But at least in my own personal opinion, this might just be 
a very short-lived spike or infection or whatever this may turn into either if it's a new virus new microorganism new disease or just a mutation and the coronavirus getting a little bit out of hand this may pass as quickly as it started so i'm personally i'm not really worried about this but just Keep in mind that there could be some kind of new wave of sicknesses or diseases and also this new moon collectively can play out as a very extremely assertive energy. So that of course means protests and all of that. But to top it up it can also represent like internet based disruption like cyber attacks or certain groups of people who are hell-bent on causing chaos and disruption finding a way and means to do it so that like a big company really suffers because of this and that means like social media companies tv channels or anything which has to do with you know the aquarian type of media and also as i said Mercury holds this quincunx with Pluto, so be very careful with offers and, you know, stuff like that, which you might receive via email or social media, because it can also be scams, it can also be phishing, so don't click on links, be very careful so that your account isn't hacked, so be extra cautious with this, because a very low expression of mercury is thieves it is lies and deception but not necessarily as a global psychological thing but it's very individual like someone cheating someone stealing someone deceiving you and you know ultimately taking your money so be very careful with this and like always with uranus be careful of accidents please respect health and safety rules sun in leo especially when holding the square with uranus can represent the destructive force of heat so don't stay in the sun too long if you know that there is a massive heat wave in your region be sure to have water and have all the safety precautions Again, Mercury can be travel, so travel safely. Be careful when driving, be careful when even traveling by train or any other means of transport. And at the same time, Mercury, especially at the very, very end of the week, is going to hold a conversation of tension square with a rather famous fixed star, Algol which is considered by astrologers a really malevolent star. So careful what you believe, careful if you have an offer or anything which is way too good to be true. Chances are 99.99% it is too good to be true. Make sure to protect your data, make sure not to allow thieves to take advantage of you and also be careful with traveling and also be careful, as I said again, what you speak. Make sure that what you say, especially if you're like a public person 
or your words have some kind of influence, be sure that they're not susceptible to interpretation. And naturally, even though this energy might not suggest contracts and agreement and all of that, still Mercury rules that, so when signing a contract, be sure to read everything. So this concludes this week's horoscope. Thank you so much for listening. I wish everyone a blessed and really fortunate next week. And may this new moon in Leo start something amazing in your life.